Today, I'm speaking on my first fruits. My first fruits. For some time now, some of you have asked me to explain the concept of first fruits because you hear the term being used, but don't understand it in its fullness. So today, I have dedicated the sermon to share a few thoughts about first fruits from the scriptures based on the writings of my pastor, Pastor Mensautable, who has done a seminal pivotal work on this subject. It's only fitting that I dedicate today's message to him, especially because he celebrated his birthday last Thursday. So, I'm talking about my first fruits. And the most important word, surprise, surprise, in the title is the word my. Because it is a personalized message for you. A hundred people may line up in front, but it is a commitment between you and your God. So, everybody say, my first fruits. Giving is a very important component of every relationship. Love is best expressed by giving. When you love someone, you look for opportunity to give to them. And when you decide to give to somebody who you regard as very important or significant, you don't do it haphazardly. You pay attention to every detail to ensure that you get it right by planning and carefully considering not just the gift, but the packaging, what you will wear, how you will talk, your posture, your facial expression, the timing of the presentation, and other details that you believe will make the act of giving meaningful and significant. And when it goes well, interestingly, sometimes the giver is even more happy than the recipient because you planned and executed your giving to communicate worth, value, significance. Many of us are familiar with tithes and offerings and you may probably have heard the word first fruits or the term first fruits only in ICGC circles. And the thing about giving is that sometimes people may take one scripture in isolation and sometimes out of context and start an argument about an important Christian doctrine that is not holistic and balanced. But as you and I know, as for taking one scripture, you can take one scripture and justify anything. But a sound scriptural doctrine must be established from beginning of the scriptures to the end. Before you make something a doctrine, you must be able to follow through consistently 
what the Bible says about that thing. So, giving of offerings must have a scriptural foundation or it is meaningless. We can't say we are giving offerings just because we need it. No. It must be scripturally sound. So, whether the person is paying their first offering, their thank offering, their building fund, their pledge or whatever, there must be an underpinning scriptural basis why you are given. And one of the key principles in biblical interpretation is what is called the law of first mention. First mention. Anytime you see something mentioned for the first time in the scriptures, pay attention to how it was dealt with or expressed because it's an important foundation for that conversation or that subject. So let's start this discussion about giving from the very first mention of an approved offering or sacrifice. Let's go to the book of Genesis and find the very first mention of an approved offering in Genesis chapter 4 verse 4 which was the offering of Abel. Abel. It's not the first offering that was mentioned. Cain's was the first that was mentioned but the first one that God approved, Cain's was rejected. The first one that God has approved was the offering of Abel. Genesis 4 verse 4 says, Abel also, please underline the word also if your Bible is a physical Bible. If it's a digital Bible, highlight the word also because you are talking about my first fruits. It means that somebody may do this, but we are looking at yours. After Cain had done his, Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Somebody say, somebody say respected. Somebody say respected. The Lord respected the giver and the gift. He respected Abel for doing what he had done and then also respected the offering. How many would like God to respect you and your offering? Awesome. So let's look at three words that made Abel connect with God and that attracted God's respect. The first word is flocks. Let's all say flocks. This represents the work of Abel's hands. The animals he reared. Abel's business. Abel's source of income. An offering comes from the work of your hands. Something you've worked hard for. Something you do for a living. Your various sources of income. 
So what do you do for a living? You may be a farmer, a banker, a trader, a consultant, a software developer, a welder. That is where your offerings come from. Your flocks. If you are a student, it's your allowance. The second key expression is firstborn. Firstborn. Very important. This is about the kind of offering that Abel gave. Another word for firstborn is firstlings. The offering that God honors comes from the firstborn. It is the very first thing that you do before you do anything else. It's not the second, the third, or the fourth. Abel gave the firstborn. That indicates that it's the principal, the topmost, and the most honorable thing that you do with your increase. The third word is the fat. The fat. Now, what the Bible meant by the fat was that as Abel gave the firstborn, he did not separate the ones that were looking extremely good and say, mm, Lord, I said it myself, but this one there, it has touched me in some place. Be. Sometimes in our walk with God, we make a commitment and it's okay to keep that commitment until per the terms of the commitment, you hold what you promised God and you are like, are you telling me that all this must go? Then you begin to reassess the commitment, whether there were some conditional clauses in it. Tell somebody the fact. If the person is pretending they didn't hear, tell them the fact. Bible says that Abel did not give the firstborn conditionally to God. He didn't take aside the exceptionally good-looking animals and give excuses. The very best produce, the very best increase was included and he did not hold back. When we were children, we were told that the reason Cain's sacrifice was rejected was because it was crops. That was a convenient explanation. But the three reasons why Abel's sacrifice were accepted is not because it was animals. One, it was from his flocks. Two, it was the firstborn. And three, it included the fat. Those three words, both quantitative and qualitative, give us the scriptural basis of every offering and how God measures or evaluates it. When an offering is from your sweat and toil, your increase, the blessing God has given you, 
and you see it as the principal thing that you do and it does not exclude the most attractive parts of your increase, God is honored and he respects and approves it. Subsequently, several other offerings were given that God respected and guess what? They were all based on these three principles. Noah, after the flood, gave an offering or sacrifice that met all these criteria. He gave the first and the best flocks. Abraham gave God the first and the best. Somebody see the first and the best. The first and the best. One more time. The first and the best. So, where does the Bible mention first fruits? Let me say that the principle of first fruits goes beyond any particular offering. It's a scriptural principle that should characterize every offering you give. It is God's standard. It is God's marking scheme. So there are two Hebrew words that are translated as first fruits in the scriptures. The first one is the word reshit. It's written as reset, as in writing exams again. But the pronunciation is like reshit. It is seen in one of the familiar verses that we read in Proverbs 3 verse 9. Let's read it together. Honor the Lord with your possessions. I want us to read it together. Let's go. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. To honor simply means to highly respect or greatly esteem. Why is honor important? Because apart from the substance of the giving, the posture matters. Imagine if somebody gave you a gift with a wrapper that is torn. The gift does not change, but you say the person did not honor me. Even if the packaging is correct, but the person spelled your name wrongly. I remember one particular legal, um, literary luminary who passed not too long ago. A center was being opened in her name, and the center had a signboard, and her name was spelled wrongly. She says, I will not come for the opening. You can't misspell my name and say you are honoring me. She didn't go. Even misspelling the name, you've built the building all right. Everything is fine. Just the spelling. Said she won't come. And I understood her. If you want to honor somebody, you must know the spelling of their name. So, honor is greatly esteeming somebody. And the Bible says, honor the Lord 
with your possessions and the first fruits of all your increase. The word first fruits used there is reshit. It means foremost or principal in time, place, order, or rank. That when you are a consultant and you pay yourself or you are a manager and you are paid or you are a business person and you earn income or you are a student and you earn your allowance or you are a welder and you make money whatever you do a farmer and you earn income the first fruits principle is that what you give to God must be the foremost or principal in time note the word time that means you do that one first in place in order and in rank order means sequence rank means value this is very important because you can't make your first fruits and after thought hey i just remembered now how imagine if god forgot to give you breath god does not forget so something you are doing to honor him you can't forget and then suddenly remember and then casually say hey then you put your hand no you can't do that tell somebody you can't do that tell the person this is god foremost in time place order or rank it is the same word that appears in proverbs 4 verse 7 which says wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting get understanding wisdom is the reshit foremost principal in time place order and rank so your first fruits is not just something that you do because it's not a bad idea get it first and that is reshit reshit also means the beginning or the foundation how many are building have built or you are planning to build sometime soon let me see my hand oh it's by faith Hey, I like that. I like the students who have lifted up your hand. May you build. I say, may you build. The beginning, the foundation, the starting point. That starts everything. It is from that one that we get Bereshit in the beginning. In the beginning. The very first words in the Bible. In the beginning, God created that is the starting point of your spending, of your expression, of your increase. So once Rashid, the beginning and foremost, as well as the principal thing is done, everything else that you have has been dedicated to God. Once you do the needful 
everything else that is left has been dedicated to God and God's supervision, his blessing, his favor is upon it. Now you lay the foundation of a building before you put anything else on it. Somebody say Rashid. The second term for first fruits is Bikurim. Bikurim, another Hebrew word. It's seen in Exodus 23, verse 18 and 19. Exodus 23, 18 and 19. It says, He shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with living bread nor shall the fat of my sacrifice remain until morning. Verse 19 is our focus. It says, the first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in his mother's milk. The first of the first fruits is the word Bikurim. Bikurim has two meanings. The first meaning is ripe and ready. Let's say it together. One more time. Ripe and ready. One of my favorite fruits is mango. When mango is ripe and ready, it is very nice. Now, when mango is ripe and ready, you don't even have to struggle to climb the tree. It falls from the tree right into your hands. Beautiful, succulent, and very nice. That same mango, when it is not ripe and ready, to get the mango, you must climb the, the mango tree. And it has two potentially dangerous outcomes. The first one is that red ants, hostile red ants, can befriend you in the most impossible places while you are in the tree. He that had ears and she that had ears, let them hear. And as if that were not enough, when you bring down the unripe mango and you chew it, it will lacerate your tongue. You see, the English language does not say it well. In the local language, it says your sin will fim. Who, who, who understands that one? We'll sing, beth him. I, I, I like the vernacular expression sometimes. They do it better than the English. Last rate. No, no, no. We'll sing, beth him. So when something is good, but it's not ripe and ready, it looks like the ripe and ready one, but it doesn't have the same attributes. Esteem, honor, respect. So the, 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 the bikurim means that the thing that you are bringing eh, not only is it beautiful, it is ripe, it is ready. 
well considered, well thought through, well put together, highly valuable. The second meaning of Bikurim is one that I use quite often on first fruit Sundays. That is the promise to come. And I'll spend some time on that when we are closing. The promise to come. It's a promise that as you honor God for what he has done in your life in the past, he will also take care of that which is to come. So the principle of first fruits in essence is about the past, the present, and the future. The promise to come. So we have seen Rashid and we have seen Bikurim. And these clarify the character and the context of what is presentable to God. Let me tell you about a divine test. When we did sacrifice and learned about Abraham, I said God does not tempt us, but God tests us. Every offering is a test. Every offering is a test of your love, your trust, your devotion, and your honor. Let me explain. Everyone's life is enabled by two dimensions. Your spiritual and the physical dynamic. There's a spiritual authority and the physical authority. Let me explain how the physical authority behaves. The governmental authority predetermines how much of your income it wants as taxes. It predetermines and calculates and lets you know that per this income bracket, your PAYE is this amount. And guess the beautiful thing about it? The government says, you, you, I don't trust you. So it collects the money at source and gives you a receipt, not receipt, receipt for your PAYE. It does not leave room for you to say, oh, this month my landlord is chasing me. Or oh, I have a funeral, so my tax, I will pay it later. It collects it. That is the governmental authority. But the God who gave us everything, Bible says every good and perfect gift, it comes from God. The Bible says no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So the God who gives you the breath that you breathe, the strength, the wisdom, the connections, the favor, the open doors, the one who went before you in that interview panel and secured the job for you says, me. I have given you all my blessings, but instead of taking pre-calculating and taking, I leave you as a mark of 
your love for me as a test of where your heart is, as a photograph of your devotion and an indication of your honor to determine how much you will give me and do it. Isn't God good? It is very simple. Anytime we use theological arguments to decline to do what you must do for God, it's a picture of what is in our hearts. You say, but the thing, it's not clear whether we should give. No, 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 no. Anytime you get into that space, it's a reflection of your heart. You say, but I love the Lord. Listen, love. If you love the Lord, it is not in what you say. It's not in what you sing. It's not even in how you cry when you are singing. Your love for God is seen in what you do. Action speaks louder than words. So what you do and your giving is a mirror of your love. For God so loved the world that he cried. Is that your version? For God so loved the world that he commiserated with man who was dying. No. He gave. Tell somebody love goes with giving. So we've seen the picture of God testing us to see what is in our hearts. But let me speak to the fact that Abel was not alone in making a sacrifice. His brother Cain too was there. And Cain is a reminder that not every offering honors God and not every offering is respected or accepted by God. Not every offering is approved and respected because clearly in Genesis chapter 4 verse 5 the Bible says categorically when the Bible says but it means that something that is the contrary happened before so the end of verse 4 please give us the end of verse 4 let's read the last line of verse 4 Genesis 4 verse 4 Let's read it together. And the Lord respected Abel first and then his offering. Then now let's go to verse 5. But it's a contrast. Like my friend who says, no, as for you, I have no problem with you. He says, but he did not respect both Cain and his offering. And Cain was angry and his countenance fell. Let's not proceed further. That's for another day. Because later God told Cain, this is not an argument. If you do well, you will be approved. How many want to do well in God's marking scheme? Awesome. So not every offering is approved. An offering can fail the test. 
That's why somebody will say, I've given and given and given and given and nothing is happening. Look at yourself and the posture, the attitude, and the approach to your giving. Let me quickly give you three things that reflect the right attitude to giving. And I'll just mention them. The right attitude to our giving is to give to God first. Let's all say giving to God first. Let's say it together. One more time. Giving to God first. The second attitude you want to have is very closely related. It is giving the first, the foremost, the principal, the ripe and ready to God. First, you give it to him first. And secondly, you give him the best. Third is to give God the fat. Never get to the place where God has blessed you and now what your commitment is, you are beginning to pull back. You are telling God, you can't be trusted with promotion. If your commitment to God begins to falter when your increase or your income increases, what you are telling God is that you can trust me with small things. But when it gets to big things, my love is not stable. May that not be your story. So why don't we say tithes and we say first fruits? It's simple. Because the first fruits or the principle of first fruits precedes the tithe. The principle of the first fruits is right at the beginning in Genesis. Along the line, Israel developed wave offerings, burnt offerings, atonement offerings, different offerings. But the standard set by Abel is the beginning and the foundation of all giving. Let's end today by looking at the blessing of an acceptable offering. The blessing of an acceptable offering. Earlier on we read Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 and I would like us to go back to it. Let's do verse 9 first for context. Let's read it together. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Pause. Now we have seen that when we say the first fruits, we are saying that it must be reshit, the foremost in rank, in time, in place, in order. We have said it must be the foundation, the first thing you do, the beginning. We've also said the first fruits is bikurim, 
that simply means ripe and ready and it's also of course the promise to come so when we do that what is the promise that Bikurim mentions let's go to verse 10 now it says let's, let's go together so your bands will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine once you mention new wine i'll smile the bands and the vats represent the containers that we hold our increase in it could be your assets your bank account your investment your safe whatever but there are two levels that the bible highlights in this verse and the two words are plenty and overflow let's start with plenty the word translated plenty your bands being filled with plenty is also the word enough sufficient it's about God giving you adequate provision for your need somebody say God come through for me this month because my landlord has just increased my rent by 25% so you are calculating how much you need for your rent your fuel your transport your food plenty is God giving you enough sufficient for your need and that is level one when we honor the Lord with our first fruits we are trusting him to give us sufficient for the needs that surround us but the second word when it says your vats your containers will overflow it comes from the Hebrew word parats from which you get the word perez or breakthrough it literally means to burst forth or break forth violently to make a breach almost like somebody who is surrounded by a fence and looking for a weak point in the fence and not finding one and mastering all their strength and breaking down the wall and breaking down the fence and moving into freedom the overflow speaks to breakthrough abundance and most importantly breaking out or bursting forth from perceived limitations some of us are dealing with perceived limitations in our lives some are dealing with geographical limitations geographical limitations nobody in your family has gotten a visa before to those who travel every day it's no big deal but i'm telling you something in some families if there if somebody got a visa there'll be a festival or thanksgiving service 
you travel and come so often that you are tired of traveling but it is somebody's prayer request somebody's limitation is financial infrastructure you say when shall I ever build my own somebody's own is technological overflow or parades takes you from renting to owning your own house may somebody break through may somebody burst forth may somebody defy all the limitations you have known all your life and it comes from honoring God hallelujah I don't know who I'm speaking to today but I trust that through this teaching God has helped establish the principle of my first fruits and in all the things you've said the most important commitment I'm looking for is that personal commitment you see I like the Bible verse that says and my God my God I believe in first fruits with all my heart because but for my giving and my commitment to giving to God I would never be here in life no way there is no way my own strength and wisdom would have brought me here giving is a centerpiece of my life i have believed in it all my life and i don't use a ruler in my giving i give conscious of who i am giving to so i am encouraging you to build that kind of relationship with god where when you are giving it is the point where you know you are connecting with God that's why when you are putting your first fruits it must be with a certain posture you see somebody giving and they are smiling because they know ah God will do it again you don't understand them or somebody is putting their first fruits and they are saying a prayer because at that point of contact they are saying Lord Bikurim the promise to come may I never lack so whichever situation you find yourself in we have been studying about Abel and laying the foundation for the first fruits and it's my prayer that as you honor the Lord may you receive the multiple blessings of the first fruits may you receive plenty and may you receive an overflow and may the Lord look from heaven upon your faithfulness and reward you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Somebody celebrate the Lord. I wanted to show your two hands to God in prayer for just a minute. And today's prayer is very simple. You are saying, Father, you can trust me. That's all. Let's say it together. Father, you can trust me. Is that a good prayer? There's something that God wants to put in your hands. And you are saying, Father, you can trust me. 
you can trust me that if you bless me with abundance, I will not argue with you. How many are ready for an overflow? Spend a minute just praying to God. Say, Father, you can trust me. Say, bless these hands. Bless these hands with plenty. Bless these hands with overflow. The God we serve is able to inexplicably command your company to promote you. In the midst of competition, may favor locate somebody. Peter said, we have toiled all night and gotten nothing. That means you can work hard and still not be recognized. But in this season, may your hard work be recognized. May favor locate you. Father, you can trust us. You can trust us. Trust us with resources. And we shall honor you. We shall honor you. Principal, foremost, honorable, ripe and ready. We shall honor you. Father, we commit September into your hands. May September be good for your people. May help come to your people. May increase come to your people. May promotion come to your people. And may September be a month of testimony upon testimony. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Somebody celebrate the Lord.